Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together, Bruce and I have written 35, is it 35? 35 cookbooks, I think, <laughs> including some ghost writing for some big-time grilling books, and that's where we got to today. Because it's fall and cooler weather and we still want to use our grills, today we're going to talk about our favorite eight things to grill in the fall. You know, obviously you can still grill chicken breasts. No, no, you can't. Steak. Once the no. it's like white okay, pants after Labor good. Day. Oh, okay, no pork chops after no, Labor Day. No. At least on the grill. But you can put them in an electric skillet and cover them with canned tomato soup like my mother did and cook them in the electric skillet for nine hours. As you always say, they sizzle angrily in their own juices. Mm, they did sizzle angrily. Oh, oh no, I forgot. Wait, let me give you that whole recipe. It's it's an electric skillet. It's a can of tomato soup it's a can of milk you fill that can up with milk and pour it in there you put the pork chops the canned tomato soup the can of milk and then you cover it with two sliced onions you cover the pan and i don't know you let it go several hours and there when do you take your xanax we're, we're done in fact we don't even need to do a podcast that was the entire there's a recipe there's everything well you since want. you can't cook them on a grill because it's fall <laughs> that's the only way you may cook them now god i hated that stuff <laughs> those pork chops were just sad okay but mostly we're talking about great fall produce and things that are available in the fall that you might not be able to get fresh other times of the year right Yes, that's right. And this is specifically fall ingredients, as Bruce said. So you're going to start, and we're going to just go through this list uh, back and forth, right, over yeah, time. Okay, So one of my favorite fall produce items are Brussels sprouts. I love to buy them at the farmer's market while they're still on the stalk. I don't get people um, who don't like Brussels sprouts. Oh, they're little cabbage-y it's, things. And, are good. But people don't like cabbage. Let me also say it's just for everybody out there so that I don't have to get angry anymore. It's Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they are they Belgique? Yeah, well, it's that's the name Brussels, as in Belgium. Brussels sprouts. Bel- it's not Brussels sprouts. Fresh Belgische people don't eat them. Well, they may not, but it's Brussels sprouts. Well, the way I like to do them, and people don't like things they like usually to do what? Just eat Brussels sprouts. No, say what? What is that word again? Brussels sprouts. Oh, there you go. The way I like to eat them is to um, grill them or roast them and get them all crunchy. So how do you grill them? Well, if you put them right on the grill raw, they're going to burn on the outside before they're tender. So the trick is to blanch them in boiling water for four minutes, right? So you bring a pot of water to boil, drop them in four minutes from the minute they hit the water, not when it comes back to a boil. Drain them in a colander set in the sink so that the water does not run all over the counter (laughs) and your floor. Trust me. We had to say that. And then while they're warm or you could even let them get cold, it doesn't matter, put them onto skewers. Get little bamboo skewers and skewer them. Then put them on a hot grill. Brush them with a little olive oil first. Put them on a hot grill. Warm them back up. Let the skins get a little charry and a little brown. They'll get hot inside. You can eat them like that just with salt or you could brush them with your favorite marinade at that point. You could brush them with a balsamic vinaigrette. You could brush them with honey mustard. With Italian dressing. Yep. But you I can, like them plain with salt and olive oil. You can also put the olive oil on them and put a spice blend on them like a barbecue rub or a Provencal rub or an Italian rub. Any of those spice blends on them. And we should say right, a two things. Let me say. These are not the tiny, tiny, tiny little Brussels sprouts. No, you want to use, if you have tiny ones, then you're only going to cook them for about a minute. These are 
big size, you know, like walnut size Brussels sprouts, and you're going to, those will take the formula. I'm going to kill you because you now you're going to. Brussels gonna, sprouts. Okay, I'm not going to let you get away with any of it. What kind of milk do you put in your coffee? Skim milk. No, what has, what has happened to the milk? Stop it. It's not, it's skim milk. That's how it's said now. Do you also eat iced cream? <laughs> no, so, I, well, I don't, but. Um, okay, so you, no, it's skim milk. That's, you know, English as it is spoke, except for Brussels sprouts. Please go on. <laughs> And okay, wait, no, don't go on because uh, you were talking about the size of them. And also, I want to say that uh, you don't have to soak these skewers. No, you don't. You're only going to be in the grill for a few minutes and you don't have to soak the skewers. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. And so, what kind of heat? Um, I'm going to do this over a medium high heat. Yeah. I want to get a good char in them, warm them up. They get a little crispy, they get delicious. Okay, so I'm going to lead off with mine and say that most people don't know that you can grill carrots and i think that this is a shame because carrots come into the markets especially into farmer farmers markets in the fall farmer markets that's like brussels sprouts farmer markets in the fall with the brussels sprouts and (laughs) and the skim milk and the skim milk and the ice cream and the ice cream and they come in and they're really good they're fresh they're they don't have that uh, slightly bitter tang that sometimes carrots that mm, have sat on the shelf a while have they're still super sweet so here's what you want to do you want to get long thin carrots just consider it this way it's about the index of a man's uh, about the size of a man's index finger about that you mean the diameter not the length yeah, yeah, about the diameter, about that big around as a man's index finger. So, you know, we're not talking the big honkers that you get in the grocery store, but we're talking mostly carrots that you would find at a farmer's market, a farm stand, that kind of thing. So about that big, trim off the greens and peel the carrots. Uh, it's better to peel them and here in this case because you're going to get a little more of the natural sugar that is accessible to the grill's heat. And then that's really it. You can spray them with non-tick spray. You can olive oil them. You can put a spice. You have to do that part. But then you can put a spice rub on them. Pick any kind of spice rub you want. Put thyme on them, oregano, rosemary, dried. Dried is best. Dried is always best in this case. And that's it. Set them on the grill, medium heat, eight minutes, 10 minutes, turn them a few times. And just one more thing before Bruce asks me any questions about my idea. Make sure that you put them on the grill so that they go against the slats, not with the slats, lest they fall through. Well, that's true. But what do we do for people who don't like to chew their carrots? Uh, well, we can't do anything about that. And Bruce is making reference. I think we've already said that on the podcast. But Bruce is making reference to somebody who wrote us that uh, one of our Instant Pot recipes wasn't right because the carrots, uh, well. Al dente. They still yeah. required teeth. And she said, my family doesn't like to chew carrots. You so can tell it, that we've brought this up enough that it scarred us. <laughs> well, if you, all right, if you don't like to chew your carrots, you can't do this recipe. No. But <laughs> if you like things that are a little bit crunchy, a little mm. bit golden brown, mm. a little bit sweet from the mm. grill, a little mm. bit smoky, then you need to make these grilled carrots because it's just incredible. I like them with just olive oil and salt. But then because carrots are so sweet... I like a drizzle of vinegar of some kind, um, you the, know, a little, but interesting vinegar. Yeah. You can use a fig balsamic or you can use a tomato vinegar. And let me or, also say that if you want to get really fancy here, um, you can skip the olive oil. I see, even I think I said nonstick spray. So, I mean, you can get really silly and just nonstick spray them, but you can skip 
brushing them with olive oil and you can brush them with a nut oil which would be mm. really over the top oh you could even use toasted sesame oil and you yep. could sprinkle them when they're done with sesame seeds yep. and scallions yeah the mm. point is that they need oh that would be actually amazing carrots okay let's go back over that carrots <laughs> that have been brushed with toasted sesame oil then grilled and when they come off the grill you put sesame seeds and scallions. minced up scallions yeah. or spring onions all over them boy that would be an amazing side and dish. then if you want to Another little flavor on there. You could put a tiny little bit of fish sauce, just drizzled or dropped on, or aged mm. soy sauce. That'd or, be good. or chili oil. Mm. And let me just say right now, as a call out, Bruce has a video up on our YouTube channel for his 23 flavored Sichuan chili oil. And that on those carrots with those scallions and that mm. uh, toasted sesame oil would be amazing okay. as a drizzle. It would. And there's another thing that that chili oil would go great on. This is another fall vegetable. You're only going to get these around this time of year and that was those little sugar pie pumpkins um and they're small usually they they're like the small ones are about the size of softballs and they can get a little bit bigger than that so here's what i'll do heat your grill up cut them into rings you want half inch rings scoop out the seeds and now you're not going to peel half inch these thick he says yeah half inch thick rings right. half inch thick half inch thick rings and you're not going to peel them because these are so sweet and tender and once they're on the grill you can actually eat the skin and so, again, <laughs> brush these with some kind of oil. You're going to give them 10 minutes on the grill. Can you hear my, my huh. you can? You can eat the skin? You can eat the skin just like you can eat it of acorn squash. It's a little tough, but you can. It's completely edible. Fascinating. Um, and 10 minutes, turn them once. You want some nice grill marks on them. You want some tender. Then drizzle those with that chili oil. Ooh, oh, that would yum. be really good. It would also be good after they come off the grill, even if you've just used Nazi spray, to brush them, let's say, with uh, butter or ghee, um, melted butter or melted ghee, and put a little curry powder on them. Uh, it would be good to serve those, too, if you brush them with butter or ghee with a little chutney. Mm -hmm. That would all be ways to just gussy up those pumpkins. If you're using nonstick spray, one caveat, never spray things while they're on the grill. <laughs> Never, you're, you're creating a flamethrower. And that, you know, we've actually seen cans mm -hmm. of nonstick spray mm -hmm. explode minutes after. We've seen someone mm -hmm. spray into the grill, mm -hmm. then put the can down, and then it still exploded because yes. the heat got into the can. So don't spray into the grill. No, don't spray into the grill. I don't know who would do that. Well, for the same reason, we have to say put the colander in the sink. Yeah, that's an old thing that put the colander in the sink because, uh, yes, believe it or not, people have written and do write and say things like, I drained the pasta and the water went all over my counter. And I've learned now that I have to say, uh, put the calendar in the sink when you drain it when I write our books. And my favorite thing still to this day is we got a letter once this is years ago. Boy, this is another thing that scarred us, I think. And the woman said that she greased the pan and she didn't know how to hold on to it because it kept falling out of her hands. And so now I know that I have to write <laughs> grease the inside of the pan. I know that this sounds ridiculous, but believe it or not, people do apparently grease the entire pan inside and out, and then it falls out of their hands. So grease the inside of the pan. And in this case, don't spray nonstick spray into your grill. Okay, so since Bruce has brought up pumpkins, I'm going to bring up something else that you may not immediately think of, and that is sweet potatoes. Ooh, sweet another potatoes. orange vegetable. Another Yum. orange vegetable. That you can eat the skin of. And mm. if some people know how 
to wrap them and put them on the grill or even down if you have a coal, uh, charcoal grill down in the coals. But I'm talking about actually making rounds. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to peel your sweet potatoes and slice them into about mm, half inch thick rounds along in there. Now comes the oil. It's always got the oil so we can go with nonstick spray. We can go with olive oil, vegetable oil. You can get fancy and do pecan oil or walnut oil, any of that kind of stuff. And um, I would suggest here you sprinkle them with cinnamon and just a pinch of cayenne. That would be my idea. Yum. And that's it. You put those rings on the grill. And in this case, it's you want it over direct heat, but you want it over low heat. So if you have a gas grill, turn your burners down. Yeah, low, because um, otherwise they're going to burn before they they're tender in the middle. Because there's so many sugars in sweet potatoes, mm -hmm. they're going to burn. So either turn your grill down, or if you have a charcoal grill, you can let the fire die. You can cook other things and let the fire down, uh, die down a bit. Or, of course, you can put it outside the ring of the fire a bit. Indirect as it is. Pseudo, as pseudo, pseudo indirect heat. So let me ask you this, though. You don't have to peel them, do you? I mean, you, you peeling I mean, is okay, but you can eat the peel. I, you can't absolutely eat the peels. I think they're a little better aesthetically without the peels uh, in this case because I think the peels tend to get a little charred up. But That's my favorite part. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. If, there, if these rings get too brown uh, as you're grilling them before they're totally tender, then just move them off the side of the, of the flame, move them farther out on a charcoal grill or in a gas grill, turn off one of your ranks of gas, uh, you know, the gas ranks, and move them over there and then close the grill. Yeah, that, then they'll just sort of bake inside there. That's a Correct. great idea. Okay, so now I also love doing regular not sweet potatoes in the grill. Now, in this case, I probably wouldn't use russets because they're a little too dry and they dry in the grill. But we're talking like Yukon Gold, right. the perfect period. You're going to cut the potatoes into one-inch wedges, right? So you're like almost yeah. steak fries yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, here's a key that you didn't have to do with your sweet potatoes, but here you must blot them dry with a paper Why? towel. Because when you cut potatoes open, any kind of a, potato, of a white potato, they weep a bit. They weep fluid. And that water needs to be blotted up, and that way you can get a better browning going on. Okay. So blot off the moisture, then give them a little oil, toss them with a little olive oil, a vegetable oil, or you can use that nonstick spray if that's what you like to use. And then you're going to sprinkle them with salt only. And then you're going to put them over low direct heat again in the grill for about 30 minutes until they're browned and lovely. And all the things Mark said about the sweet mm. potatoes, moving them to the side, if they start to brown too mm. quick, go for these potatoes. Turn mm. them every now and then mm. so that they're brown on all bits. And there is nothing like the smoky crunchiness of potatoes roasted on the grill like that. That is fabulous, except the only thing that could beat it is grilled figs. Mm. Grilled figs are a, are just a pleasure of life. So, and it's a fabulous fall treat. So let me just say that here's what you want to do. You want to cut the figs in half. Get figs that are not don't get figs that are ripe but not squishy. So you don't no. want you don't want super soft, squishy, run down your chin figs. No, because they're going to drip right through the grip. <laughs> you're going to lose right. them. So into a little bit of firm here. So, firmier? Firmier. Oh, I like um, firmier. Uh, you want to cut the figs in half through the stem. So cut them through the stem and in half. And then set them on the grill. You don't actually even need, because it's going to go so fast, you don't even need to oil them up. You can just set them right directly on the grill. Consider this about medium heat. Don't go on the super high, you know, 6 million degree heat. No, but you want a good, you want to char, but it'll happen quickly because there's so much sugar so in these. So quickly. And put them cut side up 
on the grill for a minute to two minutes. You just want to watch them soften just a little. You can, at this point, flip them over cut side down. Again, you want to make sure that the slats of the grill are running across the fig, not with the fig, so nothing slips through. Uh, and you, when you flip them over, if you want to, we're talking 10 seconds. And use... Um, spatula, not tongs. Yeah, tongs yeah. are likely to yeah, squish yeah. them and make yeah. a mess. Make sure you use a spatula. And we're talking 10 seconds yeah. at most. Take them off. Now, here's what What do you do with these things? Well, of course, you can put ice cream on them. But let me suggest that layered into an, a BLT, mm. a grilled fig is an amazing addition to a BLT. And you could keep those grilled figs for a few days in the fridge. And next time you make a grilled cheese sandwich, oh. s- flatten two oh. of those pieces of oh. grilled fig oh. into your grilled cheese sandwich. Oh. You won't believe what hit you. Or also make a good hummus wrap. You can take hummus. You- Listen, purchase hummus if you want. Although, again, call out. Bruce has a great video on our YouTube channel, Cooking Bruce and Mark, on how to make your own hummus. But hummus, sprouts, wrap, grilled figs. Mm, So put, like, you know, hummus and some kind of sprouts. If you can find radish sprouts, that would be fabulous. Grilled figs, wrap it up. Yum. Yum. Oh, my God. Sounds good. So now you were talking about fruit. Let's continue with fruit. Okay. I love grilled pears. Grilled pears are another thing. They take a little longer than figs. <laughs> I mean, they take like a minute. Yeah, these are going to take eight to ten minutes. You want a nice, juicy, unlike the figs where you want them not juicy, you want your pear to be juicy and ripe and sweet. And um, you can peel it or not peel it. That's really up to you here. But cut it in half through the stem. Use a melon baller or a grapefruit spoon, if you even know what that is, um, to scoop out the seeds <laughs> from the middle. I know what a grapefruit spoon I is. I bet a lot I'm... of people don't. You're, but you're old. I'm, I'm old. I'm sure a lot of people don't oh know what a grapefruit. A grapefruit spoon is like a teaspoon with serrated edges, so you can get out the sections of the grapefruit and cut your tongue all at the same time. I'm so old. I'm just old. I mean, you know what I didn't know about getting old? I didn't know a lot of things. Uh, I didn't know that. I mean, people should warn you. And I, one of the things I didn't know is that you can get injured while you sleep. <laughs> Who knew that you can wake up injured? I'm sore. You wake up sore every day. It's really fun. It's just so much fun. All right. So the grilled pears are fun. So it's going to take about eight minutes. Start them cut side down. Uh, let them go three or four minutes. Check them. You could turn them um, 90 degrees to make mm. a nice crosshatch on them. You don't mm. need to oil them. The sugars and the pears will give you a nice color going on. Turn them over to the other side. Cover your grill. It's about eight minutes. You want them to be warm, charred a little bit. And they mm. were already should have been ripe and juicy, so you're not worrying about them getting too much more tender. It's all about flavor, caramelizing this and flavor and my favorite thing to do with them when they come off the grill, and this is while they're hot or if they're cold, is I shave fresh Parmigiano Reggiano and drizzle them with honey. Mm. That is the most amazing oh. fall dessert. Grilled pears, Parmesan cheese, and honey. Okay, let me let me also say while that we're at this that did you, that this is not super high heat, right? This is the medium, a medium. Heat. Yeah, this is a me. This is you can't use that six billion degree no right? because my, the figs were fast keep going up million billions million, yeah well quintillion. then you should go use a grill because i'm lucky when i get it up to 550 <laughs> <laughs> well anyway you can't you can't do that searing steak temperature here you need to let it come down a bit so if you've already cooked steaks on the grill then this is a great thing maybe even after dinner to come back out while the mm-hmm. coals are still hot and put the pears mm-hmm. on the grill mm-hmm. and as bruce says um honey and parmesan is great ice cream is great vanilla ice cream vanilla frozen yogurt on this is great a little brie if you don't like parmesan oh yeah brie, brie would be delicious on this or a little telegio with it um you could also sweeten up ricotta with honey and put the grilled cha- uh, the grilled pears on the sweetened ricotta with 
honey, that would also be an amazing thing. Mm. Or put the sweetened ricotta on top of the pears. Whatever. Either way. Yum. It, 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 in any event, this is a fabulous thing to add to, um, uh, the, I don't know what, your fall grilling menu? And we're coming to the last well, one. You got another piece of fruit. I know, which is apples. Um, apples are fabulous on the grill. And there's an easy way to do it. And this goes back to this melon baller. And I'm Bruce just blew past this last time, but I want to stop for a minute. A melon baller, which a lot of people don't know what that is, I think. Well, I probably... think more people know what a melon baller is than what a grapefruit spoon is. Mm, really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, write us. Tell us. Write us at bruceandmark.com <laughs> and tell us whether you knew what a grapefruit spoon was or a melon bowl. And I should just note that we are recording this and we have the doors open to the studio and uh, we're recording this and the fall breeze in New England is just blowing through. I can hear it in my ear in the in the headphones and it sounds so nice. So this is all great. Okay, so take that melon baller. That is a small scoop thing and you can go up through the, not the stem end, but as it's called, the blossom end. Awesome, man. The butt end of the, the apple. Of the apple. Go up through that and kind of coring, turning the corer, the, the, the melon baller, back and forth. You can finally get up in there and get the seeds out without breaking through the apple in any way. Get the seeds out. Um, here, you want a firm apple. Don't get a mushy, soft apple like a Ugh. red delicious. But you want. We are so prejudiced against red delicious we are, apples. And golden delicious, yeah. too. We're prejudiced Fair. against both of them. Fair. Um, I don't like sweet apples. I like sour, tart, juicy apples. Yeah. Well, you can get. You can even use a, a, a honey crisp or a gala here, or mm. you can use a tart, macoon, macintosh, anything like that. If you can find golden russets, wow then you are smart. But um, get, so anyway, you're going to peel it. Uh, you're going to uh, melon ball it up, not peel it, melon ball it up in there, get all that out. Now slice that apple into about half inch thick rings. This is all you need to do. We are now done. You don't need to oil them just like the other fruit because nope. the sugars will caramelize, yep. give it nice grow marks. And just like you use those pears with ice cream or ricotta, you could do the wait, apples the same thing. Wait, I'm not done yet. So medium heat, oh, okay. direct heat, mm -hmm. make sure it's medium, not too much. I'm saying eight, 10 minutes, turn it once. What you want is some grill marks. What you want is the apple to soften a little bit. This is again, a great thing to do. Just like I said about the pears after you're done with dinner and you come back out and your grill still a bit hot. Um, or, you know, if your gas grill, you've turned it off, turn on one rank of mm -hmm. the gas grill and just get it to medium heat. And it will, it, it, these apples will be fabulous. You can chop them up and put them on top of ice cream. We back to ice cream. Oh, here, but if you put them on ice cream, then you should also crumble up some peanut brittle and then put mm. that on top of that. Or some shortbread cookies. Yep. You can also put serve serve these hot charred apples with with chunks of aged cheddar. That's really good. Oh, thing. that would be really good. Or just a really nice fine chocolate bar. Get yourself a nice 70, 75% bittersweet chocolate mm. bar with good cocoa salad percent in it. And just enjoy grilled apples with that. Don't put the grill away just because it's getting colder out. Use it for some fabulous fall produce and you will really enjoy using your grill even more in the fall. I guess you will. Join us, Bruce and Mark, anywhere you can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Bruce is on Instagram under Bruce A. Weinstein. And check out our YouTube channel, which I've only bumped like 5,000 times, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, the same name as this podcast, in which we not only do all kinds of crazy videos about Instant Pots and air fryers, but also each of us is taking on a different hmm, dish each week in a series we call The Deep Dig, in which we deep dig into the wonky bits of how to do something all on YouTube. 
or subscribe to this podcast and we will see you here back next time on Cooking with Bruce and Mark. <laughs>